Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Oh boy, it is <laughs> the Unpack Pod from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation at the Unpack Pod on Twitter and Instagram for no reason. The Packers suck and we are here to talk about it. I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport, dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, joined by the usual crew. Hashtag wine boys today out in Brooklyn, Nick and Alex. What we got, uh, a red wine and an orange wine? That's what we're working with? That's right. It is. Yep. <laughs> We're the wine boys. Nick's holding it up like, are you guys going to toast? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's toast. It's a let's, pain. Let's toast <laughs> to the eternal suffering that is the 2022 Green Bay Packers. Amazing. Amazing. Drinking a nice Greek red. I know last time we spoke about Greek wine on the pod, we had someone who said they uh, 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 work in a wine store and listen to our podcast in the doldrums of their day. So, um, and they happen to like some Greek wine. So uh, I don't typically drink Greek reds. Greek wine is usually a seasonal thing for me in the summer, but um, you know, I'm just, I'm still hanging on to my vacation from over the, over the summer. Just trying to keep that, keep that wave going. Yeah. But uh, well, everything else seems to be crashing around. We take what we can get right now because moving into the, the winter months, we don't at, we don't have the uh, Packers' success to keep us buoyed. <laughs> yeah, the usual hit of happiness you get on Sundays starting to really not be that. It's starting to, yeah, starting to be uh, your weekly pain and suffering appointment. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not been a fun year to watch Packers football. Um, but really quickly, nice job on the show last week, you guys, and uh, thanks for co-piloting in my absence alex you mentioned that i was uh tending to my estate i just want to clarify my my 1000 square foot cinder block estate and i am happy to report that we no longer have to trip over an extension cord we were using to keep our refrigerator <laughs> running so hey hey that's, that's good that's a big upgrade yeah yeah small victories hazards. in a land of packers suckage it's uh you know we take what we can get small victories Red wine, orange wine, small electronic fixes. <laughs> what else can you ask for? Oh, well, I thought we could ask for um, the, the backers being the commanders, but I guess yeah. not. I guess mm-hmm. not. I picked a good game to, um, I was double booked. Um, uh, my wife was working a market and I went with her to uh, tend to our, our new dog who needs constant supervision. So, Picture this, we're outside at a market, and I'm like on the ground behind our booth, like crouched down with the dog, and I'm watching the game on my phone, kind of like paying, passing attention to it as uh, 
friends and, and people are stopping by and saying hi and, and meeting our dog. And so I feel like I, that was yeah. the appropriate amount of attention to give this game. For sure. And I knew, and I knew that's what you were doing. And still, I had to spam the group chat with my vitriol um, and just utter disbelief, mainly at the Amari Rogers fumble, which we all knew was coming. Yeah. I think, yeah, if I were to look back in the chronicles of the text chain, I'm like, well, it hasn't happened yet, but we, we know it's coming. And sure enough. So I had my little phone kind of sideways propped up on the on the table behind our display, and I was watching the game. And um, every time you guys text, I get the little alert, and I can see like what it says. So it was like this real-time commentary as things were happening. I found it very entertaining. So okay. I appreciate you, uh, you keeping me abreast of your pain levels. <laughs> sure. Um, and yeah, speaking of pain levels, why don't we get into note nugs, notable nuggets, hashtag note nugs, tweet at us at the unpack pod after every game, uh, with your takeaways. And, um, I will go first and, um, Nick in honor of we're peek behind the curtain. We're, we're recording this a day earlier than we normally do. Cause Nick, you're going to be traveling tomorrow. So I thought I'd do a little, um, a little airline themed note nug. So, uh, without further ado. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, greetings from the flight deck. This is your captain speaking. Wanted to uh, welcome you aboard and uh, say thank you for flying Lombardi Air. Want to wish a, a special welcome to any shareholders traveling with us today. Uh, currently, we are just outside of the NFC playoff picture. Uh, a bit of a bumpy ride at three and four, so uh, we'll keep the emotional seatbelt sign on for the duration of the flight. And if you uh, look out your uh, left-hand window, you'll get a good view of uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, the uh, perfect human specimen who uh, never makes any mistakes and uh, nothing is uh, ever his fault. Not even a deep pass to Sammy Watkins that could have drawn a pass interference call if it wasn't uh, overthrown by, I don't know, a good 10 or uh, 15 yards. Anyway, that's all from the cockpit for now. Flight attendants uh, will be coming around shortly to hand out complimentary Miller High Life. And as always, thank you for flying Lombardi Air. <laughs> wow, what a fun surprise. <laughs> All right, uh, I, let's break this down. Um, one, exceptional. Very good. Thank you. Uh, I think we need to name that pilot, and that pilot needs to make appearances every so often, but not every week. Maybe just surprise us when, you know, just hit that button out of nowhere, and then yep. we just hear the... Uh, yeah, we hear and we, we, we hope when we find some steady air, and it's not just um, ungodly turbulent, but hey, if it is turbulent... You got to click on that fasten seatbelt sign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, secondly, and this is really digging to critique, because um, you do have a great pilot voice and demeanor, because they all sound exactly the same. <laughs> um, I would just swallow the mic a little more. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if you're concerned about hygiene, maybe just like really just like get up it. Like, you know, yeah. you almost want to be like eating yeah. it. But otherwise, <laughs> I think uh, that was true. Uh, but, but, the, but the cadence and the tone overall, 10 of 10. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we'll put some uh, some post production sauce on it, so we'll get a little uh, 
get a little, uh, a little crackly there. And it is good. Rocky, there it is. Yeah, rocky ride. So, holy crap, man! I guess I I just so the quarterback obviously has. Um, I think it was our buddy John Meerdink at, a- at APC saying that he was a bit of a Rorschach test this season, and I've been following along our uh, colleague Peter Bukowski, his Twitter account. He is. Um, he is climbing high and standing on the hill of Aaron Rodgers needs to accept a lot of blame here. And it's kind of exposed to this fissure between, at least on Twitter between Packers fans of like the people who are like super duper mad at Aaron Rodgers and he sucks and I just don't like the guy. And then the people who he could, uh, you know, walk into a walk into fifth Avenue and shoot someone and they'd still support him. Um, yeah. All I'm asking for is that he takes a little blame, just a little bit. I don't know. He likes to talk about, uh, you know, mindfulness and being self-aware and and how seriously he takes his leadership role. Well, he's not playing. He's, he's not. I'm not here to say that he's playing the worst football I've ever seen him play, but he's not playing great football. Just say that. Just say something approximating that into a microphone just once, please, because it's just it's getting a little old watching some some pretty terrible offense and then tuning in for these pressers after the game and and you just get nothing. You just get smug blame dodging really is what I uh, interpret it as for the most part. I don't know. Do you mm. think differently, yeah. Alex? I no, of course not. Well, I I will say one thing. Um I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what him accepting blame will change for me, really. Like, I, I will that really make me feel better? Why do I need to hear him say it? I'm not really sure. He's never been the type of guy to do that, like literally ever. I also think for a really long time, he was keeping this franchise afloat. And totally. He's used to, he's probably used to being the only one not to blame. Um, but it just sucks that it's, it's like, I, I'm also disappointed in the people around him who I feel like have given him an out. And by that, I just mean, like, it's really easy for him not to accept blame now because of the roster and the fact that they're fielding a receiving core coming up against the Bills. That will be has to be one of the least experienced receiving cores that has ever started an NFL game. Right. So, like, he kind of has a point, but at the same time, you know, you can still acknowledge that you're not playing your best compared to your standard. Yeah. Um. And maybe that would would satisfy some people. Um, But, you know, I don't know. You know, he's also kind of like insulated. He's 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 got Tom Clements, who's his boy, who gave him his highest grade of the season. I don't know if you saw that today. I did not. Um, For last week's game. Yeah. Yeah. Which he even laughed off in the the Pat McAfee show, which is just like an insufferable (laughs) bro fest. Um, (laughs) But like, yeah. Uh, he he said that uh, Clemens gave he had his highest graded game of the season, and he was like, and that might come as a surprise to some people. When when a, when addressed about the concerns and how he thought he was playing, like the the deflection and the what aboutism is just like any and, and he does it tongue in cheek, but yeah. Well, I guess that's true. That's an important way to frame it because it was almost said as a defense. Like to the question that he kept continually getting peppered with, like yeah, I'd say your yeah, play. <laughs> at least once 
in the past couple of weeks, he's had a question that is a little bit of leading the witness of trying, like, I want to get a quote out of you where you say something like, I need to play better. And he's, he's not taking that bait. And Alex, to your point, I don't know, I guess, why I want that. It wouldn't change how they're playing. It wouldn't change the reality of the season. I just find it <laughs> irksome. I don't know. I just find it annoying. I'm having a really hard time separating any of my feelings about what Rodgers says or does um, from everything that happened last year. Yeah. Like I want to move past that, but I, I just keep asking myself as I'm listening to his voice, which has to be like in terms of like my actual life. What like if you just had like a running clock of voices that I've heard <laughs> for how much time it has yeah. to be one of the longest. Like yeah, he's, he's probably there. in the top twenty. Of Mike like, McCarthy's probably up there. <laughs> Amount of voices like I, I used to sit and transcribe like hours worth of audio from this guy. I would yeah. like know like I could like predict what he's going to say. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard for me to like to, to just like try to ask myself would I be feeling this way if I wasn't a libtard who whatever, you know, ruined Yikes. the <laughs> Apple podcast ratings of, of this this great network yeah um, i was just gonna say bring those bring those apple podcast ratings in come on we got new yeah we got new deep dive on that the other day um yeah i don't know somebody asked us uh we were on like uh we were out with some friends they're like so like what do people think of your podcast and i was like you want to know um but anyway uh all that being said i think you know for, for someone for someone who like he, he's just also super defensive, which makes me feel like he is aware, right? Like if he is so self-aware, like he claims to be, but then he also gets all the, he like tries to cut all this stuff off at the pass, which is just an indicator that he knows that that criticism is coming and yep. that criticism is coming because there's validity to it, right? Like it wouldn't bother him so much. And he wouldn't say all this like annoying stuff about how fans like to, you know, wallow in the misery, like a pig and shit, which is another thing he said today. Um, and then followed it up with, but that's okay because it's kind of a free country, which was like a very purposeful kind of, which is, I, you know, I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> I don't want the ratings that are going to come with this. I don't want the ratings that are going to come with this. Someone else say something. I, I, it just, it, what it, what it sparks for me um, is because in listening to him um, and we were talking about it with, um, a friend at ESP Milwaukee, um, fan of the pod, Josh DiMaggio. Um, oh, he gets a shout out by name. He's going to love that. Ooh, cha He, uh, he um, I, I was, and he's, he's so like, he's cutting him way less slack even than we are as we berate him. But it's, he, I was saying that Roger still has this charm to him if you're half listening to what he's saying because he can he's quippy and he can respond but if you really do dissect what it is it's like king gaslighter stuff he he gives you he's he it's like he's the 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 spouse or the significant other who you've seen <laughs> act out a number of times you know what their tendencies are and then they just like wordsmith and talk their way out of it until you keep giving them another chance over and over again at least the way that he has like a, a certain eloquence about him but man in just listening lately it you don't have to go too far to dissect 
you are not willing to accept any blame for the woes of this offense, it it's always going to be, you know, with a smile on your face, we're making over 20%, um, over 20% of our plays, there is a mental error on, and he did not ever like own up to one of those mental errors being on himself or not being able to run LaFleur's offense, which he's also on record saying he's not a fan of, or, you know, more or less not a fan of. He grew up in the West Coast offense. That's the offense that he likes to run. All the motioning and all of the Shanahan stuff, he just, like, he'll always, like, circle around or, like, you know, tiptoe around that it's not the type of system that he's accustomed to and the one that he wants to play within. And then, you know, as a result of that and the new people on the team and anything else, like, none of it's his fault. It's never going to be his fault. It's everybody else that he needs to crack the whip on. And that, I think, crack the whip was another oh, yeah. uh, verbatim phrase that he used. Big, big Yikes. theme yeah. of, his, uh, of his interview. I didn't um, uh, expect to go the abusive boyfriend route there, but we did. Yeah, At the yeah, Unpack Pod on Twitter, tell us your thoughts <laughs> on next day. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what, what I will say, though, to the point about um, the offense, like not being able to run the floor's offense, um, to his credit, because there's always going to be a small part of me that like has to credit this guy, uh, he won two MVPs in it. And I think what I'm starting to wonder if just what we're seeing is that he was so great that this has gone on for far too long. Like, I, I can't imagine. And it's indicated by the Jordan Love pick, right? Like, yeah. nobody thought that this rendition of this team would would go this deep with Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know. At some point, I feel like I, I can't believe he's committed to them. Like, you know, like because of everything that we're talking about, he's not the type of player who's best suited to run this. Um, this is a franchise that is, you know, like turned a corner um, to some degree and is just stuck in this shitty situation like so many others where it's like but this guy's so good and he's a legend and like what can we really do like if the Patriots got rid of Tom Brady like anything can happen you know like if that divorce can happen then any divorce in sports can happen um we almost saw it happen I, I I thought it was going to happen I was fully prepared for it to happen last year it's just it's just like really dumb to sit here and be like, well, they would be better off if they had moved on because he won two MVPs and they won 13 games. It was like a guarantee that they'd win the division and, you know, have one of the best records in the NFL. But I don't know, man. <laughs> like how much longer can we really do this? How much longer can we really pretend that yeah. like, if, if, if we're committed to that coach, that, that this guy is going to be the guy to, to, to do it because yeah. He's either not playing within the system or the system is being tailored to him and then it's like ruins the whole fucking system, right? So it's like, yeah. it's just this kind of like double-edged sword that I feel like is is finally bearing out. And I think we, we anticipated this much earlier, but it's actually taken a really long time. So we're lucky for that. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's all bullshit. I keep trying to like, I, I, I feel, I, I turned last week's episode into the same thing. Like, it's just like the era is ending before our eyes. And yeah. that's just what's happening, yeah. you know? And it just happened later than we thought. Yeah. And it's happening with familiar faces. 
um, as opposed to just kind of like ripping that bandaid off and turning the page. But yeah, well, whatever. I didn't, I didn't mean to take us too far down into the depths of, uh, was quite of a despair nug. That here. was like way more than a nug. Yeah. And it was only, and it was only Zach's nug that we just went on our own specific diatribes about, and it is going to cannibalize my, uh, my haiku as well. So I, oh. I, I thought that I, cause I, I feel like we all were going to run into this. I wrote three haikus. Wow. I know. Maybe I'll write. I got backups because I know this stuff is just going to come up. Overachiever. Like, I feel like sitting on it all day. Another peek behind the curtain. I've been trying to get into the habit of like texting you guys at some point on Tuesday or Wednesday. Be like, I think my haiku is going to be about this just to like lay the, right. lay the groundwork, but three haikus. That's. You working over there? They're not like good. I mean, they're just fair. Fair. (laughs) Fair. We, yeah. All right. Hard, hard pivot. Any other note nugs? Nick, give me something. I, my major takeaway is for years and years, we used to, and it's going to be still a little Rogers and still offense um, centric, but for years and years, we felt like on third and long, like, there was at least a chance that we had an opportunity to have our elusive and rocket arm quarterback make a, a play and keep drives alive. But I don't think there's been one time this season where it's been, and I'm sure there's been some third and 10 conversions this year. I don't know if there was, was there a third down conversion in no. all of last week's game, right? No, no, no. So there wasn't. Um, <laughs> Which is just it it's it's insane. Um, but anything that's not third and short, even third and manageable, I'm like, we're this is going to be a punting situation. There's just no faith that everything is going to come together where the offensive line holds up or the wide receivers run the 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 correct route or they catch the ball or whatever else. I it just it it seems like an inevitable punt unless Aaron Jones or someone else gets loose on first down and makes it manageable. That's like, seems like the only way the drives are going to be kept alive. So that's just like, that's defeating. Like you're almost, you're not operating with three downs. You're operating with almost one at the start of every. Yeah. And there was some point during this game uh, on a drive, Alex, where you texted like, Oh, super excited for the third and 12 wheel route behind the line of scrimmage. What's that? I think, I think you misattributed that. Okay. Yeah. But it it came true. It came yeah. true. Sorry, Nick. Didn't mean to uh, no, undercut okay. I your. I mean, uh, I feel like it's a mutual sentiment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's like late stage McCarthy stuff, where it's like you just sit back as a fan. Like, exactly. Oh, here comes this unsuccessful play. Here comes that unsuccessful play. And if you're right a couple times a game as a fan, that's a problem for this team. Right. I don't know, Alex. No, no. <laughs> Let's move it along. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> wow. What else to say about everything that happened? Um, I would. Uh, I don't even know. I feel I've already like hit on everything I wanted to hit on. Well, okay. So I mean, this is you know we talk about this guy at nauseum. Um, I also want so like I think Rogers is talking a lot about uh, mental errors, etc. But I wonder how much of his whole crack the whip thing. Um, might also be like geared towards um, Amari Rogers, you know, like I, I, and I think my note nug is just that I made a pivot during this game of being annoyed by Amari Rogers 
to like moving on to this stage of actually feeling bad for him. Yeah. It's um, not his fault. They keep asking him to do something he can't do. Yeah. He's like giving you proof. He's like, here, here's what you need to know. Here's my resume. I am not qualified for this job. Yeah. And they keep giving him the fucking job. <laughs> so I like, do not have a mastery of Microsoft Excel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I felt, I kind of felt bad after tweeting this and I tried to do it in the nicest way ever, but I was like, I hope Amari Rogers has a very, I'm paraphrasing, but a very prosperous and fulfilled career ellipses outside of football. Yeah. <laughs> it can be with, it may be within football or with another team, but it just, it, it's not working out this year and that's okay. Yeah. And you just have to, if you're running an organization, like you, what, what I know he's a draft pick, but what are you holding on to? Yeah. Shout out to well, the uh, philosophical soldier on Twitter who uh, his note nug um, starts off by saying coaches allowing players like Amari to stay on this team is inexcusable at this point. I don't know about stay on this team, but at least fielding these kicks, man, someone that, else can do it. Sure. That's a deal breaker for me. Like I, they actually need him. Like yeah. he has to play. off. Yeah. You need that body. He, he at this point in his body, but a body we're all rooting <laughs> yeah. to, for to succeed on offense. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. The, none of our gripes are based around his ability on offense because we just assume that there's not much of that ability because he doesn't see the field. But through injury, he's going to. And you know what? That'd be great if he can make a couple plays like the you know the Randall Cobb plays that we're already missing. Just don't play him out of position. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play him out of position and don't put him back. I, I know. Like who else is going to field the punts? Like literally. Just someone yeah. else. Someone else. Just call a fair catch every time. Just put someone who you know can catch back there. And that's better I don't trust that than, occa- than occasionally fumbling. And a, a shout out to uh, listener Joseph, who uh, got at us on, on Instagram. Uh, he DM'd us with his note nug, which is a thing that you can do. Uh, and he says, Amari <laughs> Rogers has seven career receptions and six career fumbles. And I don't mean to pile on Amari Rogers again. Back, Alex, back to your point of putting him in bad positions like that's yeah we're two years into this thing that is not it's not even i don't there's no way for me to articulate how bad that stat line is yeah no 100 percent. and i i i don't want to pile on him anymore because i feel bad for the special teams version of him so i think we're yes. all clear with that yeah um i actually but i but i i guess if i had to boil it down it's that if you were just a bad receiver or if he were like Devontae Adams, like he's just a receiver who doesn't catch at the beginning, right? You can fix that. Like there's con- like there is no time for someone to regain their confidence on special teams. Yeah. It is a very limited portion of the game. And one mistake on special teams literally costs you ten times more than and one. And if mistake that's your role, with. every one of those plays is a prime time play. Exactly. And you and, can just tell he's gotta be in his head about it. You yeah. can't you can't yeah. you cannot not be. Like there's there's no way that he's not back there as that ball's in the air. Like, I know I fumbled the last one, <laughs> but this one is going to be all hunky dory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, yeah, exactly. And there's, how do you regain that confidence? You just don't. There's no opportunity to do that except for in game when the consequence is, you know, too great to even risk it. So it's got to uh, be the most high risk. The punt returner has got to be the most high risk. Or what? What is the word for it? The like the, like the the least amount of time to like work out the the demons yeah. or like give you the yips out of any other position. Hundred percent. Yeah. There's just no, yeah. no reps for it. So there's no reps and there's not a lot of margin for error. Right. Yeah. 
I I actually do believe that he won't be back there this week. Uh, well, if I'm wrong, then so be it. But they, you know, Kashawn Nixon started working in on kickoffs. Like he's like slow. You slowly start to see just like guys being given a chance. And Kylan is going to come off yeah. the pup at some point. Yeah. And um, yeah. Anyway, um, I feel bad for you, dude. I'm not coming down to you. You know what? I hope you end up being a nice part of our offense. Just stay away from punt returns for the time being. <laughs> yeah. Let's one more note, Nug, and then we'll throw it to break. I want to kind of uh, uh, get a it's a a palate cleanser before we uh, hit the break and read some poetry. The Glenn uh, tweets in. Cleanse my palate before I sip this wine. <laughs> Here, I'll take a sip. Too. There we go. Yep. Yeah, you got to in harmony. Yep. There this we is go. A, a tall boy kind of show for me. All right. Um, the Glenn tweets in. I decided a long time ago to not let a bunch of strangers wearing matching t-shirts dictate my happiness. So my note nug is to suggest this outlook because folks, it may be a long season. <laughs> that's good. And I guess that's that kind really of like, uh, that's a, a fun, eloquent way of saying something similar that I, I've said a couple weeks in a row, which is that I just am I'm recalibrating my expectations such that they don't exist. I want to go into Sunday with no expectations because we were seeing this team bottom out and the NFL's weird. You know, they're like huge underdogs against the bills and they could randomly win this game and that wouldn't be crazy. They're not going to, but it could happen. <laughs> and in, just- yeah, in an, in an alternate universe, it could in theory happen if <laughs> everyone on the bills gets, I don't know, food poisoning or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I think that's what Rodgers was saying post game when he said that this might be like what the team needs in terms of like being the underdog on the road against a really good team. I did say it a while out. ago, like it could be one of those weird things that everything comes together in this game. I, 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 there's no part of me that foresees that happening, yeah, but, but you never foresee it happening, right? Unless it's like, yeah, a, a, a bogey team like the 49ers or the Giants or something like that. You know, because we've been on the other end of this before. Right. I mean, even in the LaFleur era, there's a handful of games like when the pa- it's like if the Packers flew west, like they were just going to get slaughtered just by a creamed. terrible team. Yeah. Remember when they yep. lost yeah. to the Chargers, like really ugly um, and stuff like that. Like it, I don't know, it, it, it could happen. But anyway, I think we'll probably get more to the it, Buffalo game later. Yeah, it could happen. But would you put money on it? Stay tuned for Degenerate Corner. <laughs> Oh, All right, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll do some news and haikus. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. And uh, I'll start us out. Gonna take us right behind the beaded curtain, and um, this poem sounds negative, but I'm gonna we'll, we'll spin it positive. <laughs> yeah, sure we will. We'll get there. The cruelest poison kills you extremely slowly, keeping hope alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's positive. Well, Rasputin. Yeah, right. So the uh, <laughs> the. Um, where I was, where I was coming from, the headspace I was in when I was writing this is actually positive because the rest of the NFC pretty much sucks. It is a, it is a crappy conference, and it, I don't know. I, on the one hand, it does suck that like the the team finally has like a defense that's pretty decent. People have complaints about them, but if they were scoring points, they'd be like, oh, this defense is pretty decent. If the offense was scoring points, that is. Um, and the, you know, the, the field is just wide open. I mean, the Buccaneers who, I mean, yeah, they're injured. Um, they lost to the Panthers. The Panthers are a bad team, not just like on the cusp. They are a bad, they are a team in free fall. They traded their best player and they don't have a coach. Yeah. (laughs) they, They don't have a coach. So I guess all I'm saying is there's a lot of three and four teams and I, I, I texted you guys this today, but I feel like there's going to be multiple teams in the NFC that make it with, uh, make it uh, to like the wild card round with 500 record, maybe maybe one game below 500 even with extra teams getting in, and um, which is not to say that like oh it's going to be we're going to love watching Packers football all year and then they're going to make the playoffs. It's just that it, football is a hard offensive football is a hard watch this year for lots of fans. And yeah. that doesn't make the Packers any better, but I don't know. There's, 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 there's some hope still that there could be, there could be a postseason. Someone had tweeted in a, uh, a note nug that they're like, Oh, at least they're better. I'm paraphrasing. Let me see if I can find who Reed tweeted in. At least we're better than Chicago or Detroit. Maybe it's like eight question marks. And it's like, they are better than those teams, but they could still lose to those teams easily in any week. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the 49ers are like, yeah, they traded for a player and they think they see that the division is they see that the conference rather is wide open. They traded for for um, Christian McCaffrey. Um, are they they're three and four, too? Right. Aren't they They're they're Yeah, they lost they to the Falcons like like you guys. The Falcons are a fun story with Marcus Mariota. The Falcons are not a good football team, per se. Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot I, of I bad mean, football in the NFC. To to quote Tom Brady, uh, which I, I didn't mean, expect to do on the show, but 
<laughs> to your point, the buffer... especially after he was texting with DeSantis today, but that's a different. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, never mind. Oh, okay. A little sidebar. What's going on over here? <laughs> no, I mean, I I only read a headline, so this is probably uh, irresponsible journalism. But DeSantis is apparent apparently Brady's new buddy. <sighs> All right. Well, send those podcast reviews in at. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Um, to your point, the Bucks are shit. They're three and four. They're leading their division, right? Yeah. So the, if the Packers were in another division, there's two divisions the Packers could be in right now. And you'd be like, you probably feel like, oh, we got a shot. To, we, you definitely have a shot to win this thing. You'd be tied for first if you were in the NFC South and you'd be a game off the Seahawks if you're yeah. in the West. Yeah. I mean, the, like it's, yeah, it's crap everywhere except the... <laughs> NFC East, which is like some type of cruel joke. Yeah. They've been so crap for so many years. Um, it's fool's gold, though, right? It can't. I mean, the Eagles are very good. Well, the Eagles are a legitimately good I team. I think the Giants are probably good, too, and maybe the Cowboys are as well. It just doesn't feel. It's fool's like gold, except that I think three of the four teams are pretty good. <laughs> but, like, I mean, like the Niners, like, I don't want to play the Niners. Would I, like,. Uh, no. I think that what I bet on the Niners going to the Super Bowl before the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks are in first. Like none of it makes sense. <laughs> none of it makes all. sense. This season right. is drunk. It makes no this sense. This season, yeah, this season so maybe, is drunk as maybe hell. We're, yeah, maybe we're just getting all worked out for no reason because wow, that's that's the that's the optimistic turn, boys. That I've been actually looking for, and I think I just had like a revelation. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I kind hey. I kind of feel maybe maybe it's because I'm also drunk. Just, just like the NFC is, but um, just all no, hopped up on orange wine and bad football. Let's go, baby! Yeah, yeah. It's dangerous that the Packers are two and three in the conference, as opposed to you know maybe winning some of these very winnable conference games that we thought of, like the Giants and the Commanders. But overall, like they're in decent shape. Um, it's disappointing that they have a worse point differential than the Falcons, who are three and four. Um, but. You know, at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter. But sometimes it's indicative of how good you are. They just got to score points. Like, yeah, even, even their defense was like decent enough. If they just yeah. find a way to score points, like they'll be at least on equal footing with all these other bad teams like that are that are probably going to go to the playoffs. Let me bring us back down to earth just really <laughs> quickly. Tweeted yesterday by Mike Clay. Uh, the Packers are dead last in offensive TDs plus field goal attempts this season, 3.1 per game. Hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, yes. Uh, Nick, you really just d- sucked all the air out of the doesn't room make any Doesn't make <laughs> any sense this season, but they're not even getting like, you know, that weird aberration of a game where everything just clicks and it goes off. Maybe it's coming. Hopefully it's coming. Um, I don't know. What do you guys know? I don't know. Apparently nothing. Drunk. That's all I, I know. I, I know that, you know, like somehow it's Zach, you said your, your, your haiku is positive. It sounded extremely negative and somehow I landed on the positive note at the end of it. So I guess it worked and it was a slow burn because it took like five minutes of talking to get there. So it's how we do it. <laughs> You're right again. Damn it. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Alex, um, you've got three haikus, apparently. Well, two of them are burned, but one that we have not even addressed yet. So All I right. Can, I can do it, uh, but I also don't want to step on 
anyone else chose because it's kind of unfair that I just write a million haikus. <laughs> go ahead. You know what? Maybe Nick should go. I think Nick should go. Um, Come on. Calm us down. You know, I feel like we were kind of calm. I was like, kind of calm. Let me see where it is. Here it is. Just making sure that not paraphrasing because I'm very intentional with my words as I'm getting into <laughs> my zen mode. You gotta be careful about what you're speaking into the yep. universe, you know. So. so this haiku is uh it's more of a it's more of a how-to. I thought you were gonna dedicate it to someone. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is one yeah. goes out. Yeah. This it's it's more of an instructional guide. So for those at home listening, uh, take note. How to deflect blame. Always surround yourself with total sycophants. <laughs> and that is the Aaron Rodgers recipe, ladies and gentlemen. As long as your inner circle will tell you what you want to hear, at all times you can do no wrong, and you tune out the naysayers and everyone who is going to give you that bad juju and everything's going to be okay despite everything very much not being okay. Yeah. Well, you know what, Nick? It's kind of a free country. So. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like Tom? Uh, just like Tom. <laughs> Tom likes me. Tom said I did good, boy. Tom said I'm the, I'm the best I've been all year. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I I feel kind of bad. I don't know. Rodgers has me under this spell. I feel like he like <laughs> well, the problem called is, out all these people, yeah. and I feel like he like I'm like oh shit, he caught me. I gotta defend him again. What's wrong with me? It just it <laughs> it, it, it it's just getting it's getting so hard. We've already we already hit all over it in the first in the first half of the show, so yeah. we don't have to go any further into it. But yeah, all right, buddy. Bring us home. <laughs> All right. His contract is firm, but will his knee ever be? Oh, Bakhtiari. <laughs> Ooh, and a rhyme. Bonus points. This Bonus is points a... for a rhyme. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um... This is a weird situation, man. Yeah. I got to admit, it feels like we have a franchise left tackle, but it also feels like at all times for the duration of him playing for us, we're always supposed to have a third tackle. Yeah. Um, which is kind of hard to do because there's a whole uh, salary cap in this sport, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Was it uh, Zach Tom after this game who said something like, well, you like, we see how he looks after plays of practice. Everyone's got to be ready. And that was like a big eyes yeah, emoji yeah, 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 moment. Yeah. Holy moly. I didn't even see that from him. I just like, I, I just know that nobody was expecting him not to play, you know? Yeah. It's, if it's a week, but it's a, you know, at some point it was a play by play thing. Literally. Like it was just like, how many reps can he do? Like, can he take this series off? Whatever it might be. Uh, now it's, you know, it could even be like you go into warmups expecting him to start at left tackle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's inactive, which I just, um, I just thought of something, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I, I think it was, um, 
think it was Tom Silverstein um, or Ryan Wood on the on the JS Online Packers podcast. They were talking about the the plan, the stated plan from the coaches was Bakhtiari is never going to practice basically multiple days in a row, um, and he's going to be on a, a pitch count. Um, but all season long, he's never going to practice three days in a row. And then what happens? Last week, they practice him three days in a row, and he's not good on game day. And and it just suddenly hit me that that is kind of like that failure to stick to what you said you wanted to do is kind of emblematic of like watching this team play and like every week hearing Matt LaFleur talk about how we got to get Jones involved in the running game. I was game. thinking and it's like, exactly that as you were saying that. It's like every single week he says that. And then you, you look at the, you know, the stats at the end of the game. It's like, cool. Rogers threw 35 passes and Jones had eight carries. And I understand like he's getting involved in the passing game too, but it's like, this is, it's supposed to be a running team. You literally don't have any receivers. You have a Alan running Lazard. team that had, yeah, how many yards last week? 40 something rushing yeah. yards. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, uh, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, uh, again, we're, we're really wallowing in the negative here <laughs> on this show, but it just brought to mind sort of the fact that it was emblematic of it. See, we seem to like, as a team, not be good at any one thing, but also not be able to like stick to something. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I oversold it. It was 38 rushing yards from the team last week compared to 166 from the mighty commanders. It's a yeah. high octane so, uh, rushing attack. Just put the rock in their hands and boom, 38 <laughs> yards. Their offensive line is in a lot of trouble. Like I, yeah. I just I, yeah. I just don't know what you do, you know, if you can't Well and the and the cap hit over the next two years is like insane on Bakhtiari. Yeah. That, exactly. Almost thirty million twenty twenty three and, and over th- and thirty two thirty three million twenty twenty four. Well I think one of the frustrating things about the offensive line situation and, and None of us are particularly well versed, I think, in offensive line play, but a lot of people who who are and whose opinions I trust um, think that they're playing the wrong guys in the wrong positions and that they have been for weeks and that it's pretty obvious. And, you know, this game was better. The commander's game was better than it has been. But it's just what do what what are these decisions we're making and sticking to? And I, I don't know. I'm sputtering maybe out. I'm, I'm frustrated. May, maybe I'm just like reading too far into this and, you know, it's just because it, it's close to home. It's the Packers. It's a player we all know and love. But like, I feel like there are ACL injuries. Guys miss a lot of time and they recover and they come back and they hope it doesn't happen again, but they have recovered. Like, why are we playing this guy in NFL games in the midst of his recovery? It doesn't like seem like he's recovered. Yeah. He has not recovered. Yeah. Like it's that is such a risk. We realized that after an entire rehab like series last year, and then he wasn't gonna and then he wasn't ready for the divisional yeah. round. Yeah. Which I is mean, just insanely risky because we're not good enough elsewhere to absorb that. And it, yeah. it, it like I said, it's basically like you have to have a left tackle on call. And yeah. I get everybody in the league has a backup left tackle. Ours happens to not be that good. So what happens is sometimes we overcompensate and someone else plays that position and it weakens another spot. Like you just can't live in that spot. Yeah. You know? It's just a chain reaction. So like, 
do you shut them down? I don't know. Do you go three and five? Like, if they get their asses kicked by the Bills, which, you know, you never know what could happen, but in all likelihood they do. Do you just shut them down? Like, you know, not that three and five can't make the playoffs in this crappy conference, but... Uh, it's at, at, The fact that it's at least a conversation right now is problematic. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Man, what can we rely on? Like, what can, what can we confidently say about this team? Yeah. It's, uh, I think we can uh, what can say we confidently that, say? Yeah, the, the pass Rashawn rush is Gary, okay. Rashawn Gary's good. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, left. I sure. left. Yeah. Although, did he leave the game? Did he have a concussion or something? Uh, Google break. Rashawn Gary suffers concussion against the commanders. Oh, man. I was hoping I was wrong. Damn it. Son of a! <laughs> you can't have anything nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, also, one thing I am confident of is because it's crazy we haven't talked about this once in this show. Uh, they need bodies at receiver. There is a trade deadline. Yeah. Um, yeah. I listen to the to the repack, where you know I get what Justice is saying that if we're talking about mental errors and guys not really knowing assignments, that a new receiver won't necessarily fix that either which yeah. i totally get yeah there's validity to that but there's also something to be said with someone who who has at least played in the nfl yeah <laughs> it's really just about talent level and experience at some point and um going back to tom silverstein i i heard him talking about the trade deadline and in his opinion saying something like um you know if the if the packers if if the packers want to like truly contend they don't just need a receiver. They need two receivers. <laughs> they need multiple yeah. receivers to add to this team. Well, so Cobb might be back at some point. And yeah. not that that's somebody that you have to like super rely on. You know, he's been a pleasant surprise this year. Okay. Um, Watkins is back. Who knows? You know, it's like, um, but at the end of the day, it was just, it's, it's just funny when like the really obvious thing ends up being what really damns you. And it's just like, it was really obvious that Devonte Adams being replaced by like nobody. Yeah. Essentially not being replaced. Essentially nobody. Yeah. Like they, they drafted players who uh, I think are going to be good, but probably next year and Lazard is on the team and Cobb is on the, they brought in Watkins, I guess none of those people equate to like a true replacement. And they just thought that that was the strategy was that committee was going to be good enough because it was going to serve the Matt LaFleur uh, scheme just fine. But I don't know if then we're going back Alex to your point of like, maybe he doesn't want to, run, maybe Rogers doesn't want to run this scheme. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. Anyway. Every week I think I know what the problem is, and then I text you guys furiously about it, probably annoyingly, like, actually, it's the offensive line. If they could just play better, they'll have a functional offense. Well, the offensive line did play better last week. This offense was not functional. Yeah. 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 So where do you... <laughs> Welcome so, to the complaining hour with Zach Rapport. I wrote... No, I wrote down something similar to... Because I was pondering the same existential crises i guess um so what if it's if it's scheme if it's if it's not the offensive line and it's not the scheme and the quarterback doesn't think it's the quarterback um like where where do you find a a spot to place the blame yeah and if it's so it's personnel it's i guess that's probably 
where it is, but then Rogers, the eternal optimist, says, even though he does not look very optimistic when he's screaming on the field every Sunday. Yeah. Um if it's if it's the personnel, then then yeah, maybe it is just something like you said, AP, at the trade deadline, like you gotta at least get someone as a wide receiver who's got some game experience just like who understands how to sit in a zone yeah. because that's what the, that's what every defense has been killing the Packers with this year it's you run too high safety and it's mostly like cover four or like some type of man with a cover two over the top but it's mostly just like zone defense to that point and, I don't think the commanders blitzed a single time in this game I think yeah. they had no blitzes they just sat back in zone and like just try and get open. Bet you can't. Right. <laughs> so just someone who has like enough acumen to like feel things out. Yeah. I think is going to make a big difference because if they want to keep simplifying the offense, it's like I saw I saw Dobbs who is supposed to very like like very clearly supposed to improvise running into an out route. I think Nagler or somebody else tweeted it out um, and just cuts inside where there was just no help the other way. Like somebody who has any, you know, real NFL experience would realize you got to improvise that route a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he, yeah, he improvised wrongly and he didn't do what I think Rogers was expecting him to do in that situation. And that's where a guy like Cobb is actually super valuable. Right. When when the play breaks down, Rogers knows what Mm -hmm. they're on the same page about like what the next step is in that play. Is so is there someone then that comes in that is also available or reasonably attainable? Maybe he's on another roster that that will change, you know, that will come in and Rogers will actually automatically trust. That's the only thing, right? It's like I almost feel like it has to be a retread just because of also the way he speaks and his type of behavior. Like he said in, in his show today, like, uh, you know, I'm having conversations with Brian. So he's speaking to the GM. He's probably making it very clear. But like, I also don't think that just anybody comes in and all of a sudden, you know, that's fixed. Um, yeah. What would the retread even look like? There really aren't any. Unless, uh, I don't know, is Kumaro like still playing? Is he on the Bills for real? <laughs> yeah. Or was Rogers joking? So maybe we get a close look at him this week and maybe, uh, maybe we just take him back on the plane with us. I don't know. <laughs> I just took the like church music sounder off my, uh, oh, my board. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. He thought you were safe. Yeah. But yeah. then, then we I had was like, Janice Kumaro, we're past that. <laughs> Literally like yeah. five days ago I did that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, um, I think uh, before we land the plane, we should make a quick pit stop at Degenerate Corner and um, talk about how bad we are at gambling. <laughs> hey, well, I won last week. <laughs> Aaron hey. Rodgers over receiving yards. It hit. It Aaron lo- Jones. Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get receiving yards. I mean, could. <laughs> Something could. has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. I would have won a lot of money. Like, <laughs> retirement money. I didn't. I, like- I did not submit this on the pod, but I took Aaron Rodgers under receiving yards, which hit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very easily. And you made one cent. Yeah. Mm. Um, Okay, so, all right. So, Aaron Jones uh, overhit last week. What did you end up picking it? Uh, I you got screwed. What I did I take yeah. last week? I don't remember. I should know this. 
We should know it. I can um, I can go back through the archives. The archives. All right. So uh, I will lead us off. Um, and by virtue of not having a ton of the props available just yet, um, there is this little feature that I have never bet on that I kind of want to bet on this week. Um, and this is going to sound really pessimistic, so I apologize because I would love to see the Packers just win out of nowhere, right? Um, but there are there's something called uh, point bans on DraftKings, and I think it exists on other betting apps as well, where it's a range of how many points a team will score. And uh, the Bills to score between 30 and 40 points sounds pretty good. I don't think the Packers are like, oh, they're going to hang 45 on them bad. But I think the Packers... And it's really like a statement about their offense, just not allowing their defense to just fucking breathe. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Uh, ever is uh, I, I I would take the Bills, uh, you know, thirty to forty points. Yeah, in that little I, band because you can make decent money on it. Right now, it's plus one eighty five on DraftKings, our I think favored betting app. Yes, it is this platform. Um, okay, great. yes, that's what I thought. I uh, uh, I would I would add though if. There is a world where the where the Bills do hang forty five on the Packers, but if if that's the case, this is a game where randomly the Packers offense also turns it on, and it's like right. forty five to like thirty six, and you're like you got a little hope, kind of deep into the third quarter, and that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna place a, this a right fake now. shootout. Yeah, yeah a fake shoot. Yeah, <laughs> fake. One hundred percent. So so I had to scroll a long way through my losses on DraftKings to find. <laughs> What my submission was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fuck, you got the sounder. Um, to, and I, I took Heineke over rushing yards. I don't know why I'm so like hell-bent on getting quarterback rushing yard totals because they're so low, but there's a reason they're so low. That's right, yeah. And he only had four. Ooh. Um, and I, I mean, needed... that's a feast or famine thing, though. Like, There's games it where he really has four is. or five, and then like a player like that randomly will have like just 60 yards because they'll break off like a 40-yarder or something at some point. I didn't have him dropping an absolute dime to McLaurin in that game either, so yeah. like, <laughs> you, you never know. God, that was such an incredible pass. I'm, I'm like I, I saw that. I'm like I can't even be mad. Like you. Yeah. And anyway. Well, so, at, at least the Packers are falling to total studs like Heineke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a backward seat. Maybe playing a real quarterback will fix it. Right? Oh, that's, that's yeah. How things work. Yeah. As a counterpoint, I think it was Bill Barnwell. I heard someone recently talking about the Jets, who are quietly and unexpectedly good this year. Um, and they've played like outside of Aaron Rodgers, basically all backup quarterbacks. <laughs> the se- yeah. This season is drunk. That's yeah. That's, that's going to be the episode title. Wait, maybe. so would you take your uh, the quarterback ru- rushing? I mean, this is a good week to do it, right? Well, yeah, it is definitely a good week to do it with Josh Allen. But I bet that number is going to be in the 40s or 50s, mm. right? Yeah. Mm. Um. I know this is not the intention here, but the over under is around 47 and a half. I think I saw it at. I mean, the, the bills can have the, the defense. I didn't leave Sunday's game thinking we really need to rework a ton of stuff defensively. There were some missed interceptions. Um, and we didn't even talk about that. And one of the, my first bullet point that I wanted to talk about on this podcast actually was how BS the Stokes pass interference call was yeah. or holding. I don't yeah. remember if it was holding or pass interference, but like that you wipes 
seven points off the board right there. And then I can't remember if they came down and scored a touchdown or if it was either way, it was a 14 point swing or 10 point swing. I think it was, I think they came down and scored a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and that's a totally different game. Like we don't necessarily feel better if the Packers win because you still have all the, all the same ailments, but, um, why did I get on this tangent? Why? <laughs> uh, uh, over, under. Over. over, under, over, under, I think the under is, um, I mean the bills, like you said, the bills hang, somewhere between 30 and 40. The Packers yeah. often still needs to score two touchdowns. Yeah. And, and I don't know that that's happening. And they do score early. That's the thing is that that's the other yeah. annoying thing about the team, right? Is they're following a script. It's like, we look decent early. Yeah. We peter out. Our defense gets worn down at the end of the day. Oh, shucks. We lose. Is there a, a bet too. for second half? Yeah, right. Scored? Yeah. Actually, Probably. I think we already have that. I was debating that. Well, because you take bet- whatever the under Packers total is in the second half because they don't seem to make any adjustments that the other side does. Yeah. Um, After all the belly aching, uh, the years of like Packers coming out flat uh, first and second drive and then finding a way to win games. And this season, it's like they come out and they they start out hanging 10, 14 points and then nothing. No lead is safe. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, um, DraftKings has the Packers team total in the first half at nine and a half. And in the second half, eight and a half. Hmm. Um, that is not optimistic. For the Bills, both halves they have at fourteen and a half, which. All right. I mean, hmm. can I, I yeah. really quickly? This is the the the, the final stop on a degenerate corner. I will ask: Do you think that there's like some some Vegas game playing going on when the Packers are favored? For like these these last two games, kind of favored. I think it was fairly heavily, and now suddenly they're like, okay, now they're what is it like? Is it ten points, eight and a half, something, something? Yeah, it's a lot. It's more than a touchdown. It's uh, eleven as of today. Eleven. Okay, almost two touchdowns. <laughs> um, is there some it'll amount keep of climbing like, too? Probably, and it'll keep climbing. Probably. Is there some amount of game playing going on as far as like Vegas and the house, like just manipulating the psychology of people in the long? run for the season. I don't know how that stuff works. I just assume that uh, nefarious fingers are at work. I think it's pretty safe to assume that uh, nefarious hands are at play when it comes to sports gambling. Yeah. 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 It's just gone gambling so problem. Far. Call 1-800 in New Jersey. Yeah. Call 1-800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's poke. <laughs> Hit him with the Clay Matthews. Now I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> we did All it. Right, guys. It's funny this. We made it, boys. Made Should it. we toast yeah. again? Let's yeah, toast let's again. Do it. All right. We're I holding like up the drinks. Boom. Taking a sip. And washing away the taste of that crappy game. Um I'm gonna uh throw it back to uh to the Glen on Twitter with uh my end note here and just urge everyone to kind of just be zen let it go and like let's go into this weekend with with no expectations because the odds are not good that the packers will win but football is weird the ball is shaped weird it bounces all over the place teams fumble balls get intercepted and uh randomly the carolina panthers beat the tampa bay buccaneers so anything's possible no expectations have a beer, have a brat, hug your kids, watch some football. Let's have some fun. That's all we got. 
right, guys. For Alex, for Nick, I'm Zach. Keep your stick on the ice. <laughs>